The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code WMVP. Tune in every Friday for the official Waddle and Sylvie same game parlay on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 21 years or older, Illinois only. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. Today, as we look out from the State Street Studio, we begin a new era of Chicago Bears football. And now, we are your new home of the Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. So what we're going to do is we're all going to draft in any order we want. A play-by-play guy, an analyst, a sideline reporter, a studio host, a studio analyst, and a rules analyst. All right, Waddle, you're gonna kick things off. Okay, I want you to get a little music good. I'm glad you read my mind, Mella. Oh, look at you guys, same page. You think this is it's my gonna first? Be a bad you see who's got the best broadcast now? Let's go. Oh, let's go. Is there money on the line. Who do you think I'm gonna pick? Mike Tirico. Did I just give you an idea? You did. I'm. You know oh, what? I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't going there, but I'm going to go Sylvie, is this your first draft? Yeah. Come on, man. You, yeah, you, you are. You know who you are. You're the... He's uh, Ryan Pace. You just just yes, Lynch. Ryan Pace. You just yeah. John Lynch. That's my uh, my my, oh, my play by play. How could you not Mike? Mike. Listen. Chirico. He's got cobwebs yes. going on up in the head there. <laughs> Mike Chirico is the number one oh, overall selection in this silly-ass broadcaster draft. I am taking the best in the business, Mike Tirico. <laughs> Who you weren't even thinking of. Damn it. Yeah, maybe I'm just playing coy. Maybe I'm the 49ers and you're the Bears in the 2018 right. draft. Waddle has filled his play-by-play man. He gave, Suck it! He gave you a shout-out and not me on the Packer game. Oh, boo-hoo! I'm John Lynch. Not only am I a Hall of Famer, Kicked your ass in that draft. <laughs> I texted Tariko after that. I just want to let you know you went number one. Yes. And then I, t- I quote, I quoted a, a, how it went down, and I wanted to make sure Tariko <laughs> heard it. Then listen, I, I don't have any problem telling Mike that I just played coy. I was possum. I was laying in the street. I'd been hit by a bus, yeah. or so you thought. <laughs> sure you did. Let's bring him in. He is uh, the premier voice. And, uh, of course, the number one pick yeah. in the uh, Waddle and Sylvie yeah. NFL broadcaster draft. You can cry yourself to sleep <laughs> over there all you want. I ended up I ended up with Patrick Mahomes. He is the voice Ooh. of the NFL. You got Mitch Trubisky, buddy. <laughs> That's not fair. Yeah. You can't say yeah. that. Oh just did. Mike Tirico joining Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. Uh, how does it feel to go number one in the Waddle and Sylvie draft? <laughs> You know, it's when, when was the draft exactly? What was the date? Do we know? Approximately. Was it January? Miller just screamed. January, January 31st. It's in 23. So so I'm thinking I'm thinking 2022 Olympics, all that stuff. 2023, I ended Sunday Night Football first year. Great accomplishment for me professionally. Have our first kid graduating from college. Great accomplishment for our family. I'm trying to think. Will any of that equal this honor of being the number one pick in this draft? I, I don't think so. So this, this, it's early. Look, we're only two months in. 
but perhaps this is yeah. already cemented as the highlight of my year. So thank you so much. You're welcome. How many You're Super welcome. Bowls have you? Does this eclipse the Super Bowls that you've done or will do? No, no. I, no I, I've, I've been a part of four in the studio role. One is the host, uh, three Olympic primetime hosts, uh, the, the main host of the primetime and late night show. I, I can't I can't even think that any of those no. approach this nope. honor. Yeah, Mike, it's the ultimate Mr. Relevant. Not irrelevant, but relevant. Mike so, is my Patrick Mahomes. Mike Tirico is my Patrick Mahomes. That, you know, and, and we both are like Gumby-like and throw from unique angles. And yes. Can, can do a lot of, yeah. The Champions. Hey, no, so let's stop this silliness. Congratulations to you guys. This is a great day for the station. I mean, look, the Bulls are the Bulls, the Hawks are the Hawks, even without Kaner. The Cubs are, we know the Cubs' legacy is Friday afternoons, the greatest happy hour in America's Friday afternoon games at Wrigley. But the Bears are Chicago, and you guys have been just stalwarts. It's one of the great radio stations, uh, sports stations in the country. And for you guys to be the home of the Bears now officially is, uh, is fitting. I know it's a big day for everybody, from the suits to the people who work behind the glass at the station. So congrats to you all. Thank you, Thank Mike. you. That means a lot it coming does. from you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm having cake right now to celebrate. Yeah, we have a bear's oh, cake. Oh, cake? Yes. What flavor is the cake? Uh, it's vanilla. <laughs> I'm being it's honest. It's vanilla, vanilla. Yeah. Yes, vanilla frosting with vanilla. Oh, bad I is, just it. ate a piece. There was a piece on top of That's. I don't think that's, no, that's edible. edible. That is edible. Is it? Yeah, sure it is. No, it's, no, it's plastic. Yeah. Is that plastic? It's making me eat paper. <laughs> you know what? If we don't know now, we'll find out when it comes out. Yeah. <laughs> for, for Waddle, that happens in about five minutes, no matter what. Right. Day. Listen, I process things quickly. I'm like a supercomputer. Whether it's information oh, or food, whatever Too it is, funny. I process it quickly. Too uh, funny. Too funny. We Before we get into some current stuff, we just... Um, yes, sir. We just played... We're doing this countdown for celebrating also not only the bear stuff, but... We're celebrating our 25th year anniversary of ESPN 1000, and we're doing this countdown all year. The 25 greatest moments of the 25 years of ESPN 1000. Number 21 was the Crownham game in which you did. Now, what's most surprising to you is it that this was so long ago now we're approaching almost 20 years ago or was it that Kornheiser and Theismann was in the booth with you no I remember I remember us doing the game so that whole first year sticks out in so many different ways and, and that game sticks out um, start to finish and I've told the story with you guys so I'll just do the the Cliff's Notes version of it you know if you want to crown him then crown him from Denny Green it's it's the rare regular season game that is known by one phrase, right? You say that, everybody knows what game we're talking about. And the best part of it was that whole crown them thing, we were there for when Denny Green coined that phrase. In our production meeting on Friday, Denny Green was pointing back to the preseason when the Bears played the Cardinals and that reality that, hey, these guys are good. They're not the 85 Bears. So you want to go crown them, crown them as champs already. I'm just telling you, ones against ones in the preseason, we were okay. So I think we can beat them. We, no, we, they shouldn't be crowned just yet. And then Denny's emotion after the game blowing, what was I think, a 23-3 to lead up until the last play of the third quarter with the scoop and score fumble on, on Leinart and then to the Hester punt return and all that stuff. 
Uh, totally memorable, great game, great day to be a part of um, for the Bears fans and for the Bears as well, for us in the booth. It's just a, it's an unbelievable walk back in time. Yeah, and that story never gets old. Yeah, and that, that you know, Denny basically gave you a preview of what yes. ultimately became the, the you know kind of the a rant. pregame became the postgame. Yes, and and remember, Kornheiser didn't fly, so we had a bus a la Madden, and so we're on the bus leaving the stadium, which I guess at that point is University of Phoenix Stadium, and I think it's year one, and the Cardinals hadn't had a Monday night home game in seven years, so it was all it was all there for the men, you know, and they they spilled their milk, and the best part was. We're watching the Denny Green post-game press conference live on SportsCenter on the bus as we're leaving, and we hear that, and we just start laughing, going, oh, my God. And no idea it would become a Coors Light commercial later on or anything else. So good. That is amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. All right, so uh, let's get to current stuff, uh, Mike. Uh, We're sitting here with the number one pick. Um, The Bears are in a really, really good spot. They're at the Combine right now. And what we love about this is all the general managers are doing their press conferences. Chris Ballard just spoke like within a half hour. And he's like, hey, everyone has this trading up to number one. Not so fast. Th- that, not so fast. That could be the narrative. So um, like some people have the Houston Texans going up to number one. Um, do you believe when it's all said and done that there is going to be a team that will pay a high price to come up and get that number one pick to draft a quarterback? Pay a price, yes. Pay a high price, it depends. What is the difference, in my opinion, from paying a price to paying a high price? I don't, I'm not going to get into picks and all that stuff. I'm just going to tell you that the the bounty becomes bigger if multiple teams want to get up to one. So is there consensus after the workouts of who the best guy is? Or is there multiple? Are there multiple teams desiring the same guy? Then you start bidding against each other, and then you'd have something. So that's what I'm excited for. If I'm a Bears fan, will that happen for my team? And multiple teams are going to be bidding. Does that boost the price? If you're Chicago, you can come back three, four, five spots. You can trade twice. Yeah, you can go one to three, three to five. You know, I. I'd love to see the left tackle from Northwestern come on in, protect fields. You know, you want a defensive guy. That's great. I, I, I think you've got so many options to play that you don't need to go in and say, it has to be this. And let's be honest. Any of us who've negotiated knows if you have multiple outcomes in your favor, that's the best way to negotiate. I think the bears are in a sensational position and you know what? Throw it out there. Hey, we love Justin Fields, but the guys are pretty good. I hope Chicago brings a couple of guys in for workouts and go, oh, my gosh, these guys are unbelievable, these quarterbacks. Why wouldn't you take one of these guys? Just play the game, man. You rarely have this many chips on your side of the table, so let's go. Play yeah. them. Well, Waddle has asked us, what, what's the point, though, of hyping up uh, being interested in one of the quarterbacks? You've already got one. Well, I think so, your yeah. ultimate leverage comes with having the first overall selection. So, so what, 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 what added value does it give you by playing coy that you could draft one of them? Because well, maybe you do fall in love with somebody. Maybe, 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 maybe there's a Patrick Mahomes there, and you feel like we could do this. Remember, the staff so the staff doesn't have that 
connection to Justin. Maybe there's something they don't know. I don't think that's the case. I think they like him. And I think he's a guy to build around, right? So I think you're in a great position because you know more about him than you do the guys who are out there. Play the game out. Yeah. What, what, what the heck? I mean, how, good, how good a poker player are you? If, if you can say, really interested, oh, you know, the Bears, look, we're weeks away from Schrager, Schefter, Breer, one of the five, one of the cadre of five is coming out and saying, hey, I, I'm hearing that the Bears are showing great interest in Shroud, you know, in Young, in Richardson. Very intrigued by that. That's the greatest verb of the lying season. The Bears are very intrigued by, right? That's going to happen. It should happen. Yeah. If Poles is playing this game the right way and then just get people scared. If you are Houston and you absolutely need a quarterback, or the other teams who are desperate for a guy. And I think the biggest factor for the Bears this year, guys, in my opinion, there are more teams who need quarterbacks than we've had in any draft in the last 10 years. I think we really have a bunch of teams who go, hmm, I don't know. Maybe we should get one. So I, I think, think that list is growing. Factors into this. Yeah, I think that you list know? is growing, too, as days go by. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, Mike, because like I, I agree with you. I think that their best route, I, in my own opinion, is to, to move forward with Justin. A lot of work to be done, and I'll get to that in a second. But okay. I've also been adamant about the fact that, look, if Ryan, pay, uh, Ryan Poles almost did it, I caught yeah. myself. we got to get a buzzer. Right I don't need a buzzer. Yeah. Right. Uh, Fingertip grab, under review, both feet in, control. That's a catch. It's a receiver first down. Continue. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. If Ryan Poles truly believes that Bryce Young is the second coming of Patrick Mahomes, right. then he should pivot and move on yep. and, 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 and make that decision. Now, again, I don't think he's going to, but he shouldn't yep. be afraid to make that decision because he's a second-year GM or he's afraid that the Bears fan base is going to react in one way or another. You had the worst record in the NFL. Right. Okay? So it's not getting any better unless you just decide, okay, fine. Or not getting any worse, excuse me, uh, unless you make a different choice. So it's going to get better. You're going to have more wins. You've got – you cleaned out the, the place. you got the guys that Matt wants. Defensively, he's going to figure this thing out. That's what he's done, you know. So you've got all the options on the table. And – GMs rarely get to this spot, rarely. And, you know, it, maybe, you know, Lovey Smith gets the Bears to the Super Bowl and maybe gives them their greatest gift, in which probably his last game as an NFL head coach. Right. It's the greatest gift possible because now you control the draft. You have a quarterback who I think you believe in. I don't know for sure, but I believe that they believe in him. Cap room, and you control the draft where people need quarterbacks, and there are at least three, maybe four out there. This is it, this, this is GM Fantasyland. Yeah. This is a Disney movie for GMs. <laughs> this is everything you could ever ask for. Now go make the right play. Yeah. And that right play could be, hey, let's get another number one for next year. Right? Let's slide down a few spots and get a one for next year. And what does that do? Look what Philadelphia has done. Philadelphia held on to those couple of ones. And guess what? They found their quarterback, so they now have the option to use those ones differently. Look at what Detroit's doing this year. They picked 6 and 18, I think. I forget what the exact numbers are. But they may have their guy in golf. So they could maybe kick the cannon of the year and say, okay, we'll, we'll trade you a one for a one next year. You want to come up to six and get somebody. 
So the chance that, and that's been a good move the last few years by GMs. Get me some ones. Give me years with multiple ones. So if I do want to make a big move up to go get somebody, I control it. Well, uh, Mike Tirico joining us on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Um, so, as you were saying about the quarterbacks, should we be rooting then uh, for Bryce to like be tall and be heavy and to to wow the scouts uh, because we want a guy to be the the definitive number one overall pick, as you were saying, uh, or or get a couple of guys to like it, right? Get a few guys who people like, like, okay, let's say Young's good, but somebody falls in love with C.J. Stroud. We don't, we don't want to let him go too far. So you, let's say you trade one, and Bryce Young's the guy for somebody at one, and that's Houston. You go down to two. Somebody goes, wait a minute. We can go get up to two and get Stroud. Maybe you can turn it into a couple of picks. So I think let, let all these guys have tremendous workouts, let all these guys test well, throw well at their pro days, you know, go 30 for 32 on air, have Orlovsky and all the other guys say, this is one of the best workouts I've ever seen, right? Just pump it up, man. I, I Like, I, if I was a Bears fan, I'd be excited. Um, as somebody who loves coming to Chicago to do games, I feel like this gets us closer to coming back for Sunday night games, a deal like this, because I really think the franchise could be in much better shape for the next three to five years off of what they do in the next two months. Yeah, I, I have a firm belief in that. I do, too. And before, I want to ask you also about the situation that has just arisen with Jalen Carter. But before that, yeah. I also, what you've seen this team. Uh, you just described what they need to do. We feel like they have a quarterback they believe in. They've got money. They've got draft capital. How much progress should we expect from this team next year? I think it depends how much of the capital gets used this year, right? Um, now, Look, uh, let's look across the lake to Detroit, a team I'm really familiar with from living in Michigan for the last, I don't know, almost 25 years. They didn't look all that much better in the first year of Campbell. Look at them this year, and look at the way they walked off the field in Green Bay. Good defense, a definitive style of play, a team that probably was better than at least two of the teams in the playoffs. That's total growth. That didn't happen in year one of the Stafford deal. It happened in year two, right, with the, 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 what they were able to get off the Stafford deal, picks and players. Right. So I think it, it takes a year. So the record may not be nine and eight next year. That's still weird to say. Isn't it? You yeah. can't get a count to 17. <laughs> it may not be a nine and eight Bears team, but if it's a, a six and 11 with, a really good feeling about the way it ended. That's that's progress to me. Uh, and then you're in position the next year with Fields having another year under his belt, second year in this system, second year with his coordinator, some more people to throw it to, an improved defense, and now a draft with a couple of first-round picks the next year and a good pick on your own. All of a sudden, it looks a lot better. So to me, progress is not necessarily get me to 9 and 8 the next year. It's a lot more, what do we look like at the back end of the season, November and December? And look, given this division, you can, you can win eight games in this division. This, wasn't, yeah. this, this, was a, this was a pretty decent worst team in the league. This past, Houston was the worst team in the league this past year. The Bears didn't feel like that. They were in more games than that. 
and things just worked out pretty well in the yeah. back end in terms of the record. And if you believe in your quarterback, you expect him to take right. the next step, which will propel you as well. Uh, I just mentioned it a little bit earlier. I don't know how closely you've followed what has transpired with Jalen Carter. What, yeah. If you have followed it, what do you mm-hmm. what do you think of the situation, and how does it affect whether it's the Bears or other teams drafting high in the upcoming April draft? Yeah, I, I, I think well, – First, we had a couple people lost their lives, right? So let's not forget that. Sometimes we get lost in our own in our own purpose of covering sports, and we just kind of dismiss that stuff in conversations like this. So under understanding where where true emotion should be. Here's where it happens for a draft from a draft standpoint. What happens from a draft standpoint? There's time to find out what happened. There's time for him to have his day in court or at least have conversations with everybody about what happened for everyone to be able to look into that as well. If it becomes something that is part of a character issue or is a character issue that drops his draft stats, which clearly was top five or six, it means that those picks become just a hair less valuable. If you thought this guy was a potential first or second overall pick, a potential game changer in the draft. When there's one less of those guys, it makes those guys, the teams, excuse me, sitting at four, five, six, and seven, have a little bit less capital to make trades in a draft where I think there's going to be a lot of movement. But a lot of time for it to play out, and let's kind of hear his side of the story, and then all the NFL folks, NFL security, all the teams have a lot of time to do their due diligence on this in, what, the seven weeks from now till the draft. Uh, how long could you last in uh, a darkness uh, cabin like a Rogers? Uh, maybe, maybe thirty-five minutes, maybe maybe an hour. That that that's about it. That's that, it. Of, of all the Aaron things, that 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 one is like, oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Which tells you our expectations have gone with Aaron and uh, his unique ways. That that story is so complicated because of the relationship, because of his uniqueness. Where is he going to want to be? Where is his best fit? Do the Packers just say, let's go, because it's year four for the quarterback. It's the same exact timeline as far. We did it once and it worked. Why wouldn't we try to do it again? My biggest question of the darkness and the whole bit, is somebody going to take on that money? That's a lot of money. The big cap number for somebody to take on. Can somebody do that? Um, if not, then Aaron may just sit in darkness for three, four more days. This is the first so, time I've actually felt like Goody wants him to stay in the cabin. Like, I, I yeah, go away. I, yeah, I think this is the first time. Like, yeah. I've finally come to the conclusion yeah. that I feel it's better than 50% chance he won't be in a Green Bay Packers uniform in 2023. So we did the Lions game at the end, and we talked to Aaron before and Aaron even mid-season guys in our production meeting was very honest about hey they could decide to I'll tell you when it was uh, I'm sorry it was mid-season it was the Thanksgiving Sunday night game Sunday after Thanksgiving against the Eagles in Philly where he gets hurt love comes in plays well and we didn't know if Aaron was significantly injured for the rest of the season or would come back and he eventually came back that week the next week where he said, look, these guys have to make a decision here. Are they going to get rid of all the veteran guys and go young and take that bite the bullet and start to refresh, or are they going to try to bring the band together for one last run? And that's the decision that they make, and it starts with Aaron. So he has been keenly aware of that, 
So I think that writing's on the wall on both sides, and they know what they're going to do. It's just when are they going to pull the trigger? And I think it's before free agency, so I think it it comes pretty soon. Yeah. If it does happen, changes the complexion of the NFC North a lot right away. And does that affect what you do in Chicago? Maybe it feels like it should, but I don't think you touch no. your plans at all. Mike, you're the best. That's why uh, he's, he's my number one. He's overall. my Pat Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. He, my champion. Right. Uh, thank I, you. I, I, I appreciate that, and thank you. And just so you guys know, I apologize if it was a noisy background. Our dog just got groomed, and Ooh. you know what? What do you do as a as a number one pick in the Waddle and Sylvie draft? You pick up your dog you pick, from the groomer. You pick up your dog from the groomer, and he's just sitting here looking at me, hanging on every word he's hearing from you guys. So he is also very proud of ESPN One Thousand being the home of the Bears. Does your groomer put like one of those fancy bandanas on on your dog uh, after? Of course. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I did the same thing yesterday. Tradition unlike any other. Forget the masters. It's, it's getting a little bandana yes. from the groomer, right? Yes. And you're like, okay, wait, my dog looks cool. What's the dog doing in a bandana? Yeah. Let's be honest. Right? What's, what's your dog's dog, name? Trying to get the bandana off. Our dog's name is Checks. Like rice checks, wheat checks. One go to the whole. Cash and checks is what he is. <laughs> Cash and checks. No, 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 no. no. It, 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 it is spelled like the rice and wheat check. Oh, That's okay. why I gave the specific. Right. Okay. Not the C H E. But but you know what? As a player, it's good to see you still think that way. That's great. <laughs> Mike, you're the best. All the best. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Mike. Congratulations, guys. All Thank the best. You. Really happy for you all. Look forward to talking during the year. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. There's Mike Tarico on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Brian Erlacher, the Hall of Famer, is going to hop on. We recorded this one before the show because he's in a pro-am today. This was ball-busting at its best. <laughs> Wait till you hear this coming up next. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. with Brian Erlacher. He had uh, a pro-am that he's playing in this afternoon. Scott McCarron, right, is his partner today in the pro-am? That is correct. Uh, good one, good one. Yeah. Um, Brian Erlacher joined us earlier on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. And I, I said at the beginning of the conversation, this is a good one, too. Uh, a funny conversation all the way around. Uh, I said, hey, Brian, offer us a little congratulations is now we are the brand new home of the Chicago Bears. Yeah! Oh, I did not know that. Congratulations. Yeah. Yes. So what does that mean? Sylvie's going to do... No, he's not going to do the game. Chef Joni is no still going to do the game. No one talk about the Bears now, but you guys? Exactly. That's right. There's <laughs> a new rule. Means? New rule in town. We're the only ones that can talk about the team. I like it. Yeah, so the, the, the games will be on our air. Of course, we'll have all sorts of Bears content as usual. But uh, yes... We're the official home of the Chicago Bears. Pretty cool. Uh, who is going to be calling the games on your on your official home of the Chicago Bears now? Same crew. It'll be Joniak and it'll be Tom okay, Fair. Perfect. So it stays. Yeah, it'll be a Joniak. Perfect. Yeah. That's all I wanted to know. Yeah, yeah. You're fans of those. Those two are great together. Yeah, you're 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 a fan, right? I'm a huge fan of both. They're great. Yeah, we think so as well. How about Sylvie? Sylvie was. Uh, <laughs> if Joniak gets sick, we're going to put Sylvie in the booth. 
the voice will be different, but I'm sure the content will be just the same and just as good. Yeah. The same perfect insight that Joniak has. Yeah. Sylvie would do it just as good. You know, how about just in general, Brian? Like, there's been a lot of change here. Obviously, Ryan Poles is going to be in his second season. Matt Eberflus in his second season. And Ted's stepping away and Kevin Warren is taking over. Do you, I mean, I know you're, you're at more than an arm's distance away from this franchise at the moment. But from a distance, do you like what they're doing? Yeah, you know, I still pay attention. Still the team I played for for 13 years, so I still care and pay attention. But, yeah, I like the direction they're going. I don't like that we have the number one pick because that means we had a bad season. But, yeah, I I like, you know, Paul seems like a pretty um, stand-up guy from what I I, I did meet him. I met him and I've met Coach Eberflus before, but I met them in person during Super Bowl week this year. And I feel like they got the right direction in mind for the team, you know. Uh, Kevin Warren seems like a smart guy, too. You know, I think he'll do a good job uh, taking over for Ted. Uh, and Ted did a great job too for what thirty years. Ted was there uh, for a long time. He was there when he oh, was there. Well, now, do you mean Brian, that, uh, Brian? Do you mean that? I mean, I do. So, so here's my my relationship with Ted was great. So Ted was always good to me. He's always good to my family, and I never had any issues. So you, people can say what they want to outside the organization, but working with him all those years, I was there. You know, seeing him every day, he was great to me. So I, I have no ill will towards. Ted whatsoever. He was always great to me, always great to my family. I, the only, I mean, the negative I have is he was doing contracts back when I was playing and I wanted more money and Ted never gave me any more money. So I still hold that against him. <laughs> well, see, I got money twice from him. So I was happy with my contract. <laughs> there uh, you go. Ted, you know, kind of oversaw that. Well, plus, Jerry Angelo, big, big thanks to Jerry Angelo as well for getting my contracts yeah. done. But, but yeah, like if he, great to me. If he was really good to you, he never would have hired Phil Emery. That's a good point. Wait. I'm not blaming that on Ted. Well, he well, they, hired they have, Phil. They should have never fired Jerry Angelo. You want to get into this right now? I was going to say, this is a celebration. <laughs> We're the home of the Bears, and Sylvie's doing Sylvie things. This is what he look does. Look what has happened. Okay, Sylvie. So look what's happened since they fired, not just Lovey, but Jerry, starting out with Jerry Angelo. They fired Jerry first, and yeah. then they hired the guy you said. Phil and then him. he fires Lovey. Right. Great move. Yeah. Awesome move, by the way. Yeah. And then uh, now look what's happened since those two have departed the organization. I know. That's what I. That's why I have a problem with Ted. That's why well, I, I don't had... think it was. Ted. I don't think Ted. Well, he was in charge. He's not decision. there anymore. He's moved on, and we're the home of the Bears. <laughs> that's right. It's not going to change. The, the home of the Bears can change. I'm never going to change. Well, you know what? That, there may be some change then. They swing a pretty meaty stick up there that in Hallett's Hall. That's a good way I'm to just yeah, say. That is a good way to describe. Hey, by it. the way, I was going to ask you too, Brian. Um, Obviously, they moved on from from Roquan Smith. I don't know how much you watched, but there's a guy in town. His name is Jack Sanborn, and he played inside pretty damn well. I don't know if you caught some of what Sanborn did when he took over for Roquan. I watched it more in college than I did with the Bears. Dude was awesome in college. Yeah, he, he made was. plays. It was Hanson, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he made plays. I didn't see. So the Bears don't. We don't. I told you don't get their games much in Arizona, but I know it was Hanson. He made some plays. I heard a lot of good things about him. Uh, just from I did a few things at the Super Bowl this year, and everyone's like, "What do you think about Sanborn?" And I, I didn't get a chance to watch him play a lot, but sounds like he did pretty darn good filling in. But the Roquan thing will never make sense to me. You guys can say what you want to about mm-hmm. him stepping in this and that. But we drafted him in the first round. He performed. 
should have been paid, and we traded him for a second-round pick instead. I'm never going to agree with that. I think you need to take that up with uh, Eberflus, not us, because we're the home of the Bears, and we support all the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> well, he coaches for the Bears, so he's, that's his home, too. That's true. That's true. Talking, yes, to, I know. Ta- talking to our friend and Hall of Famer, Brian Erlacher, it's Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. So we just, um, we're doing this countdown of the 25 greatest moments. We're celebrating also our 25th anniversary of ESPN 1000. So we're counting down the 25 greatest sports moments of the last 25 years. And today's great moment was the Bears-Cardinals game in your Super Bowl season. Because we And what number is that on your list? Uh, Tyler, was that 21? This is 21, 20, yes. 20, what the? <laughs> is it, oh, this you, is all sports. This is just all sports. sports all oh, sports. no, no. All sports. All sports over oh, the last 24 all years. All yeah. Chicago. Oh, 25 see, I years. I think if you guys were the home of the Bears, it was yeah. just the Bears. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, okay. You're such a smart <laughs> ass. Yeah, which yeah. I love, which I love. But, but like, okay. it's a regular season game, and I think it was the sixth game of the season, which, like, yes. uh, like, it shows you, like, I, I think that that shaped that year and it spoke volumes of, uh, of what that team was with, with, I think Rexy had that, uh, 0.0 quarterback rating. The Blue Tarski? Yeah. yeah. You balled out. I thought it was maybe your best regular season game of all time. I'll shut up and you tell me what you remember most of that game. So many things, man. What a great, what a great team win for us, by the way. We, um, you know, we go down, I think, what, 20-0, 23-0 at halftime or 23-3, 20, something like that. And the thing I remember is at halftime, Olin and Lovey were like, we're not going to lose this game. And there were some other words said in there as well <laughs> by Olin, not by Lovey. That we're not losing this game. There's no way we're losing this game, blah, blah, blah. And we go out, and Mark Anderson causes a fumble. Mike Brown picks up and scores. We end up – like, they didn't do – it's weird was the Cardinals didn't do anything in the second half they did in the first half. They just kept handing the ball to Edgerin every single play. And we're like, okay, it's easy for us. We'll play man and load the box and tackle them. And I don't feel like I was getting blocked. It was weird. Um, I'm, I'm sure I was. I felt like I was just scot-free to play every time. We made some plays on defense. We caused a fumble. Peanut picks up and scores. Um, and then we, you know, Devin has a punt return. They kicked it right down the middle to him. And he runs it back, what, 84 yards. But what's crazy is they get the ball back with a chance to win the game. And their kicker, who had missed a kick in like 30-something kicks, Yanks a 37-yarder straight left and we ended up winning 24-23 or something like that. But um, just everything had to go right for us in the second half, and it did. But we what a good team win. You know, Rex had a tough game. I think he had four picks and two fumbles, but he got the win, and that's all that matters. You know, it's funny you say you miss a field goal kicker who had been, you know, pretty much spot on the whole time misses a kick. As, a, as an athlete, is it one of those moments where you know that it's hard to define what momentum is, but it is tangible and it is real. And were you guys standing there waiting for that field goal to be pulled left or right, knowing that momentum was on your side? I thought Izzy was going to block it. I, at the pool okay. or whatever, I thought we would block it is what I thought. There was no doubt in my mind whether he missed it or we blocked it. It wasn't going through the uprights. I didn't care how. But, you know, like you said, momentum is a huge thing. But we definitely had it on our side in that second half. And there was no doubt in my mind that thing was not going through the uprights. I, I have two questions about, about that game as well. One, when did you find out about the Denny Green rant afterwards? I watched it in the locker room. You know, we, they had the TVs on there. It was a Monday night game, right? Yes. I, they made me do an interview after the game on the field. I hated doing stuff like that. But they made me do it. 
And then I went in the locker room, and we, everyone was watching the TV, and I, I actually watched it <laughs> with the full pads in, in the locker room just, and was just laughing. I was like, oh, my gosh, this dude's going to lose it. <laughs> and he did, yes. He did. The crown him. Do you still? Do you ever still shout him? You want to crown their ass? <laughs> no, but it gets shouted to me quite a bit. I don't. I don't really say too much back, but I uh, definitely comes out quite a bit in, in certain circles. And then, and then Devin. You mentioned Devin. Um, yep. You know, you were at the Super Bowl. You mentioned, and it came out that he did not make the Hall of Fame. We thought he was a sure thing in his second run. What was your reaction that he did not get in? You just look at the players, man. It's so hard to get in the Hall of Fame. There's so many good players. Um, and not that Devin was amazing at what he did, but there's so many great position players that don't get in every year, you know, so they put them off to the next year or this and that. I don't know how it works. I don't like the process. I've said that. I'm never going to like it. Let's say change it. But he'll get in. I do believe Devin's a Hall of Famer. There's no doubt. I just don't know when. I And, you know, this year's class, Rondé Barber has something by his name. He has the one of the only – the only player in the NFL to do this. You know, he's the guy who has 40 picks, 40 sacks. The only player in the NFL to do that. And it took him nine years to get in the Hall of Fame or something like that, eight years to get in the Hall of Fame. So it, it's hard to get in. You have to do some amazing things, which Devin's done. But I do think he'll get in. But looking at it, you know, he was a, he was a returner. So the, it wasn't like he made he was on the field every single play. And I think the voters take that into consideration. I assume, too, that you were you were happy to see Zach Thomas get in. Hell yeah. About time, man. Yeah. I don't understand what took so long. It pisses me off. You look at his numbers, my numbers, Ray's numbers. We're all very similar. If you could put us... Don't put our name next to our stats, and Ray and I have a few more picks and sacks than him, but tackles-wise, tackles for loss, he's right there with he and I, and it just took him longer to get in for some reason. But hey. I, was, I, was very, I was pushing for him hard to get in. I've been saying it for five years now. Yeah, great player, great player. On another, great player, unreal, on, one on, of the guys I looked up to. Yeah, on another topic, what do you make of what's going on with Aaron Rodgers these days? Oh, man. Yeah, I could, don't know. Could, I don't, could you go into that dark uh, darkness retreat? Could you spend two or four <laughs> days in a complete dark? Dude, I, I, I don't, I, I don't know what I, I'd be so bored. I just, yeah. I'm an active guy. I like to do things. I'm not sure I could do that. Um, I mean, you'd tap I think after it might two hours for the Packers and Aaron to uh, split ways. Yeah, if, I'm a big fan of Aaron. By the way, I, I've always said that. I still am, but. There's some. There's been some weird ongoings the last couple of years with with that with their relationship with, between the Packers and, and Aaron. It feels like it's finally time for a divorce to take place for them up there. Yeah, I agree. Send them somewhere. You know, get get, get a lot of picks for him and send him on and give that young kid they drafted a chance. Was it Jordan Love? Jordan yeah. Love, yeah, yeah. But that, plus, that'd be good for the Bears. You think yeah. so? Like, uh, or or do you think that Aaron's declining so much that maybe if he would stay? that maybe the Bears could finally get the best of him. What makes you think he's declining? Was it because he this threw year. only 25 touchdowns last year and 10 yes. picks? Yes, yes, And he, he only beat the Bears twice, and the games were one of them the games were decently well, close? we sucked, too, last year. Okay. You, like you said, okay. we had the number one overall pick. He had a broken thumb mm-hmm. early in the season. Like, I mean, there were mm-hmm. some there were some issues with him. I think he could yeah. still play. I don't know how yeah. good he is. I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell you that there he's There might be three quarterbacks in the NFL that I would take over him, maybe. Right now, maybe three. Come on maybe. now, come on. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow, and then I would probably take Aaron Rodgers. No, 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 no. What about in uh, well, LA? No, that's my. This is my opinion. I'm just telling you what I think. Yeah, you just no, you're, no, you're no. The Hall of Famer. Yeah, I yeah. know that, bud. Shelby yeah. being Shelby, he, he always he loved Kyle Orton too. I yeah, mean, I mean, yeah, Kyle has his great. guys. Well, it's because guys. I play with Kyle Orton. I understand what kind of guy he is and what kind of teammate he was. 
Hey, okay. No, and I, I appreciate that, but come on now, Waddle. Come on, help me. I, I don't have him in the top five at this point either. I'd put no, Justin who's, Herbert who's, in Herbert, there. I mean, no yeah. in the who's the other two? Who, who's, who's Justin who Herbert. I'd put Justin Herbert in there he's right won, now. Yeah, he's won a lot of playoff games too in his career. Well, well, no, he hasn't yet. No, there's okay, true. Okay, my fault. Keep going. Well, but Aaron hadn't even stepped on the field uh, Same amount three as Orton. years in. Yeah, okay, keep going. All right, I, I want to ask you about somebody <laughs> different. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about our current quarterback, Justin Fields, and how difficult he would be from your position to try and defend, knowing that he can at any moment tuck and take off. Yeah, it's tough, man. The only guy that was like that was Michael Vick. Michael Vick was a pain in the butt. But we played really well against Michael. If you look at our – when I was there, our defense, I don't know what it was, but we got up to play against Michael Vick, and we were, I think, 5-0 against the teams that Michael – Michael Vick started for. Um, yeah, he's good, man. He's fast. Obviously, he he does a lot of stuff in the running game and the in the scramble game. Um, we would probably load the box or just run, you know, our cover two, which we always did. And you always have a bunch of guys on the quarterback, so you don't have those. You know, there's always someone looking at him, so he's not. You guys aren't having their backs turned in man coverage. All right, so you don't have to. And but at the same time, you like to play man against them because you know the passing game isn't quite quite what it should be. Right. Right. All right, so uh, so when you come to town next time during bear season, you should do sidelines for one of our radio broadcasts. Joniak will throw it down. Let's go to Brian Erlacher for a sideline report. Brian, what do you see down there? What day? Well, give me a date. Like, give me a date. I think I, you know, I think I'm busy that day. I think I gotta, I think I gotta wake that day. I gotta wake. Here's something. Yeah, pretty sure I got something going on that day. All right. Hit You're him straight at the pro am. Uh, we appreciate you as always, and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you and congratulations, man. Home of the Bears. It's yes. amazing. <laughs> Brian Herlecker. He's earlier so today. It was so much fun on the Car X tire and auto hotline. Half the time he says stuff and you know he's messing with you, and yeah. other times you know he's serious. And that's what way that he's yeah. just a a fun guy to be around. Yeah. But but the the quarterback thoughts, come on now. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers fourth? No, I don't have him there. Yeah. I had him outside the top five. I was trying to think who number five is at this point. You got Aaron Rod. Or, uh, I mean, you mentioned Trevor Lawrence. Trevor is Lawrence is probably in that group. I think you would probably <laughs> put Jalen Hurts right now. And then if you want to react, three one two three three two three seven seven six. So more coming up on the brand new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Well, certainly the five is Mahomes, Herbert, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, and add Trevor Lawrence. All, all that you would take right now above Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, look, it's Aaron Rodgers coming into this year would have still been in that in that top five, but after the year, not so much. Right, it's an interesting right. year. I said to the guys at the last break, usually there's seven, eight, nine, ten guys who throw for 30 touchdowns a season or more. There's only four guys this year. Geno Smith, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, the only guys that threw 30 or more touchdowns. There were a couple at 29, Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff, two names that I know don't excite people. But, like, there's been a drop-off. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are always in that list. Right. They're Aaron Rodgers' quarterback rating was 91.1. Yeah. I mean, and if you compare that to last season, I mean, 
significantly down. The year before, it was 111.9, and he was the MVP, right. 37 touchdowns. But same with Tom Brady. Yeah. Now he's retired. Right. I mean, that's why there's, so, a, there's a gap right there. There's a void for some young quarterbacks to step into. Right. And, and how much of a rebound will Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers have? Those Good guys, what will they, or are they done? Or are their best days done? Is there much of a rebound? Well, Russ is younger. But, yeah. you know, Aaron's but, but, the better player. Yes. Yes. Don't but know. he's all, right, right. He's a lot older. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is a time where some of these young guns, so to speak, could step up and now become part of that crew that you think of there's as the that, top four or five guys. There's that opening for Justin. Like, if Justin can really get better. Yeah. To really step into the top ten. Let's go. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you want to react, Michael Wilbon is going to join us. We'll have plenty of time for your calls. It's a big story today with Jalen Carter. A lot of people had him on the Bears radar. How does Wilbon feel about Jalen Carter? He talked about it today on uh, on ESPN. We'll talk to him about it coming up next.